They want to sync up the audio. I'm up to 15 minutes and 42, 43, 44 on David Lynch's June. You've been watching it and non-stop I want to since our last episode. <laughs> I also want to state for the record that Joe hasn't fixed up his lighting and I'm going to be continually referencing this until he does. It looks great. It looks great. It's all natural light. Everything natural, natural is What's funny about Joe's lighting setup is that he's in a complete blackout and he has set up a fake, fake natural lighting system. And all the light we can see is actually fake and costs Just a lot one of big money. LED. Hey, Flo. I'm reducing my uh, carbon emissions. Hi, Flo. Are they saying hi to you, Flo? As you can't hear. How rude. Uh, until you said that, it just sounded like we were referring to Joe's lighting as being high-flow lighting. As you can get low-flow low flow or high-flow. We should try to touch the... Podcast. The hairy, um... It was, yeah, this, weenus. um... It trying to touch the dead cat is what this is officially uh, a called. Cat. It's the industry term, a dead cat. It's a windsock for a shotgun microphone, so you don't get the sounds of shh. Unless you do it just then. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So how are we all? Alf, how are you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I'm dealing with lockdown. I'm definitely going to need lockdown. more than that. <laughs> what have you done today? Uh, I slept in. A bed? Then, yeah, well, I slept in a bed, and it slept in. Um, got up at around 11, uh, had a coffee, some breakfast, and have just been drawing stuff on the computer after that. What have you been drawing? Uh, 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 I was going to second that. I, I definitely want to know what you've been drawing, because I've been loving your recent designs, production. Designs. When are I we getting that first Beast Monkey t-shirt on the website? What's happening with the website? Well, the website's ready to launch, I think. I've got to add a few more episodes. Um, yeah. And put in, put up some more designs on the store. And I think should be ready to launch. Uh, obviously, I've been waiting for you guys to have a look at it. Before I actually had a look at it. Launched. And it looks real good. I reckon um, good. you've done all the work on this. I'll let you have the final say on what goes live. Okay. You said it. I'm happy to go with that. There's no cock shots. No, 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 no. Joe, what have you been doing today? Well, I got up at 5am, actually no, quarter to 5, <laughs> to watch Arsenal. Shut your face. Shut Fuck. your face. Play the first game of the season, which they lost against a newly promoted team, which is terrible. Uh, breakfast, Tune a bit Neil, of bike riding. Yeah, it was shithouse. I saw that. A bit of bike what riding. What happened in the footy game? Let's rewind a bit. Arsenal, how did they lose? Just same old, same old. Static system, devoid of any creative 
flair, very predictable, boring, easy to counter, ordinary players, nothing has changed. So you get the same results. <coughs> um, for some reason, the coach has managed to keep his job, whereas any other club with any sort of conviction would have sacked him a long time ago. Who we're getting some bleed there from the news. Hello, I'm doing oh, what's a that podcast. background? Is that Joe? It's it's my wife. <laughs> Is she talking to you through your watch? Yeah. Oh, she's uh doing the um. What do you call it? The walkie-talkie thing. Also, I think Joe, um, your the connection that's coming through Zoom is not your audio mic. Uh, it should be. I set it to. Hold on. Someone's going to have to... I've edited this part out because it's mad boring. It's terrible. Audio. Yeah, no, it's set to the post. It's picking up. Yeah, I think it's just the internet quality that's doing the audio, putting the artifacts on it. Because Alf's, it sounds extremely warm and beautiful. It's just me. It's my personality. Uh, This isn't getting edited out. So you got up at 5 a.m., watched Arsenal lose yet again. What happened after the football game? Bit of bike riding, bit of cleaning, really super exciting shit. Um, a bit of pile burning. Yeah. Yeah, the sort of stuff you do when you're in lockdown. Although technically I'm not in lockdown. <coughs> you guys are in lockdown. Alpha, you're okay, in lockdown? Alpha, you're ACT. What do you or mean is, you're not in lockdown? Because I'm New South Wales. Alpha, you in, is Googling in New South we're, Wales or ACT? We're considered, we're considered as part of the ACT for the lockdown. You're ACT. You're not New South Wales. Queenbian, Queenbian, and all the surrounds are considered as part of the ACT for the lockdown. I'm not yeah, in Queenbian. They posted a bunch of postcodes. They yep. put a bunch of postcodes up. Let's yep. have a look. You haven't been uh, keeping up with the, no. the news, Joe. Are you going to be on top of that shit? All right, so ACT COVID nineteen website. Let's have a look to see what postcodes. Five active cases. Have any of you guys tested? Have you have you gone and nah. lined up in? Nah. Oh like no! It hours? takes like eight hours to get tested right now. It's insane. It's insane. In, in you quick, go there, the, the you could you could be sick when you get there, and you'd get better in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you would have time for your whole body to heal Qu- itself. Quarantine. You could go there with a broken leg to get tested for a broken leg, and by the time you're at the front of the line, they're like. You're running fucking at the Olympics. They it, have it takes 14 days to get tested. Showgrounds. Apparently it's pretty good today. At the showgrounds, they're doing like fairy floss and Ferris wheels and um, judging cows on their beauty. I read, I read about a nurse who's, uh, who's not changing gloves. What? She's just like, <laughs> testing and... Spreading it with like five five people in a row with the same gloves, and someone told her off, and she's like, "No, if I have to do it, I'll be here all day." Uh, did you read that on like? On the, where did you read that? What's the on the Googong notice yeah. board? Sky, Sky well, News. Well, you know you can trust the Googong fucking notice board. Can That's you trust the Sky episode, News? By the way, the Googong notice board. Of course you can. <laughs> the go- Welcome to the Googong notice board. On Facebook. On Facebook. 
Come and join us. Come join us at the Google Facebook. Yeah, I'm str- struggling to find um, lockdown areas in New South Wales. Let me. I think it's the yeah, ACT sorry. government Twitter. I think anyway. There was, there was a map actually that actually spelled it out visually as well, which was it actually goes quite far. It's um, I'm sure that you're included. Yeah, in it's uh, most most yeah. of the like yes and all that are included as well. Yeah, I would have thought so. All, all like the, the ACT surrounds. It's all a bit academic though, isn't it? It's not like you can come into Canberra for the shopping or anything. Like, what are you going to do at home? You go outside. Like, you're in lockdown yeah. all the time, Joe. You're in isolation all the time. I know. Doesn't change a thing. Your house, your hill, mansion on the hill out in the bush. You're a bushman. Have you been what doing any website? bushman um, activity? Have you been doing any bushman activities today? Yeah, I thought I'd do a bit of pile burning, something that I've mm. been meaning to do all winter. So, what that process requires is getting permission from. In fact, no, you just need to notify the RFS, notify your neighbours, and then off you go. So, yeah, around this time of year, cause it's nice and cool, and that's what uh, people around here do: is just uh, collect all the debris around their properties and then burn it. So that's what I've been doing, which is good fun, which is why I smell like smoke. Hey, I can't find shit here. This is a really dodgy website. I've been I've been smelling smoke around here as well, yeah. Oh, there'd be heaps of it. It's 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 all over. Like if you were to fly over this area now, like you'd just see puffs of smoke everywhere. Yeah. It's <clears throat> good fun. Pile burning Saturday. How big is this pile we're talking oh, about? Oh, it's tiny, dude. It's tiny. It's not big at all. Ten by ten meters? Nah. <laughs> More like Three by three, if that. It's not much. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. You could easily put a couple. Just garden put waste. Put a couple little, couple little dead bodies in there, maybe. Just. You could put a couple, couple dead bodies inside that pile. Just put it away. No. No just dead waste. Just waste. Okay. Just human waste. <laughs> just shit. It's 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 actually just feces. <laughs> Just logs, just dried out logs. And you're like, I'll oh, contact the RFS and the, um, what do you call the people who manage the, the waste disposal, the sewerage waste disposal, um, the government authorities, because there's going to be some shitty smoke coming on through, put a bit of rosemary and potpourri in with it as well to make it smell even worse. What about you, Raph? What have you been doing today? Um, <clears throat> I've just gotten back from my a one-hour exercise walk around. Um, I, I, I did some of my different, I some of my fancy actually, in between the, in between a government house and that uh, a golf, Yarralama, the Canberra golf, uh, a Yarralama man, yeah, around fancy there. Boy. Fancy it boy, fancy boy, um, It was a fancy, yeah. Uh, before that, I was um. I was watching episodes of Star Trek Voyager as I taped up uh, gig posters in my lounge mm, room. Nice. And then I was, I was also taping that as a, as a time-lapse video because it was quite an involved a process. Uh, so I was basically trying to get a big... I'm A1 prints. And then if you get from Officeworks, it's like maybe 40 bucks a print. And so I've been making large of a one posters using four 
A3. Crazy. So, that's what I was doing. I, um, we've just, okay, so Alf is now sharing the areas with us, the postcodes that. Yeah, all that says. Putting that aside for us. Putting that that aside for a sec, Alf. Raf, Raf, when you're out on your walk, I actually called you on the on the telephone, on the telephone machine. And that was well timed, uh, call because literally I had my eyes closed and I was lying. I'm on a hill, uh, basically dozing with the direct sunlight from the sun permeating my skin, and I felt a vibration in my bag. Yeah, so you- that's that's funny. Just for. Yeah. Alf and Joe, I, I woke up around one thirty-five, and I'd been up earlier walking and feeding my dog Gorman, but went back to sleep for a bit and uh, woke up at one thirty-five, thinking, oh shit, we're going to record at two. I better double check if Joe and Raf are ready. And I called Joe and his voicemail said, I'm busy burning shit in my backyard. <laughs> and I contacted Raf and he said, I'm lying. I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm lying to the grass. Instead of lying on the grass, he said he's lying to the grass. And my mind immediately thought he was lying to Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> well, that was Chris's interpretation of my words. I'm not sure that I actually like, said that. I'm lying about the grass to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I'm lying like, on the billions grass. Billions and billions was, of blades was, of grass. And then, and then tell, everyone, tell everyone what happened when I called you back, Chris. So I was going to get to that, Joe. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> hear that the, from that's your a perspective. Good part. So... After that, I texted the group. Okay, group chat, one of the group chats. There's multiple group chats. It's very political. But I texted one of them saying, 2.30, 2.30. And uh, Raf texted back saying, my teeth are fine. My teeth are fine with several cock shots. And so I went, oh, I've got time. I took Gorman out for a wee and then sat down to do a nice, healthy shit. And then what happens, Joe? So I rang you back and then you were very upset. See, there's an... Okay, so what happened was I tried to call Joe on an audio call and he kept trying to turn it into a video call and I was on the toilet. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) That's so gross. Uh, (laughs) Raph has now pulled up on the screen. Chris. A a, a giant shit. A turd. turd. Did you send that to Raph? A giant shit. Uh, Chris, you took a shit, and then oh, you, no, I've been working you on that one. Uh, the There's a green of... fly on it. Yeah, a green fly. Um, all flies are green, green fly, apparently. Yeah. It's just that That's we disgusting. don't see them under proper lighting. Can you take that off the screen, please, guys? That's really gross. I can. And yeah. so let's. I just wanted to point out as well for the for those that are watching along at home. Um, I'm up to the scene now where uh, Paul Atreides has put his hand in the box with the Reverend Mother. The Gomjiba. I cannot believe. This, this, let me say, as if I'm making a Dune film and I don't know what Villeneuve has decided to do, that's the opening scene of the film for me. Yep. I'm going to introduce all the characters through conversation later. I'm not going to wait half an hour. This fucking scene is the scene that introduces you to the thing. Wait, really? You would put that scene first? It's 30 minutes in by the time that scene ends. I'm making that my opening scene of the film. Really? Opening scene, credits are rolling. Paul is sitting in a hallway about to go into a room to meet the Reverend Mother. You know, going fading to black, credit names, music playing. He comes in. You don't know who the kid is. You don't know who the mum is. You don't know who the Reverend Mother is. But you have three great actors. It's a great scene. And that sets the fucking tone. Immediate tension. 
Whereas this fucking David Lynch version, they're like, let's just do 25 minutes of nonsense at the beginning, talking about a bunch of science fiction shit that no one cares about yet because they don't care about the characters yet. Mm. That's one thing Aliens does perfect. You know, Aliens. That's not where it's going to start. The beginning of the film. It's going to start with, I don't know, Jessica narrating it. Not Jessica, sorry. Just uh, like the book. Yeah. yeah, maybe. It'll start with um, setting, you know, the, the context, Dune, etc. Arrakis. Dune. See, I... Land of... Um, uh, do we have a... Uh, do we have a release date for this, by the way? It's in October, yeah. right? October 12th, it, I think. Yeah. Or is it later? October 12th? Yeah. Either way, I, I, it doesn't have to be that scene, but it has to be a scene that matters where you get to learn a bit about the characters and there's tension. It would be a great way to start the movie. Totally agree. It'd be so, Straight there's into so it. many great scenes. Um, October 21, sorry. October 21. Because, yep. you know, like Alien, the Alien film, they introduce you to all the characters before, like, you know the characters, but there's some stuff going on early. You know, the beginning of the film, there's a bit of drama. Like fucking Star Wars, you get to know the characters. There's a bit of, dra- there's a bit of drama in the first scene, and then you get to know the characters. Like... All the really successful films. This fucking Dune film. I think I think that would work, but then you'd have to have flashbacks of how they got to to Arrakis, right? I'm not saying. What does that does that happen that the on? Whole that happens film on would a, be that scene. That happens on. Elf, I want to get your thoughts on something because yeah. I think you and I, or last time you and I spoke about Dune, you said that you weren't. In fact, no, it was Stammo, it wasn't you. So John said that he. Didn't have high hopes for the movie because he thought that it's basically impossible to turn the book into a, into a film. But just reading the the future of the film here, and and Villeneuve said that um, I quote, "I would not agree to make this adaptation of the book with one single movie. The world is too complex. It's a world that takes its power in details. So the movie itself only goes halfway." So I reckon it'll probably get as far as the assassination, and I reckon that's where it's going to end. That's what I. That's what I reckon. The book is in two halves, though, isn't it? Yeah, the original was in two halves. Yeah, I think it ends. Uh, I would assume it's more where attempted um, assassination, and then when it goes into hiding. When, uh, uh, yeah, when Paul and um, and Lady Jessica are kind of meet at yep, the frame, yep. and that that's kind of like a. A natural kind of dramatic, a uh, uh, kind of click, a uh, uh, cliffhanger, probably. Yeah. Uh, but we also don't know how much of the backstory uh, 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 they'll include as well, because mm. they can pad that shit out for mm. a long. Well, you know, there's a TV series already approved as well. Yeah, uh, the Amazon one, yes. the Sisterhood. Yeah. I think, yeah. So June, the Sisterhood, for the twenty twelve. Oh, no, that's not it. Uh, so it's going to be on HBO Max, which I don't think we can get in Australia yet. So there's a few different deals going on. Paramount is now linking up with Channel Ten for Paramount Plus. So one of the one of the ten play channels, Channel Ten, has now cited. So you'll be able to do when they release films, you'll be able to purchase them as one-off in in-app purchases through the Channel Ten app. Stuff like that. There's a bunch of different linkages for HBO Max is going to join <laughs> up with another one of the networks, probably Channel I think, Nine. I think Binge gets a. Like a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, yeah they yeah, do. Well, Binge they is do. Foxtel. Yeah. Yep. Moopit Rodok. So I guess 
With the films, by the way, we're now up to the scene where Baron Harkonnen has like the green everywhere in the background and it was obviously meant to be green screen and they just didn't fix it. So insane. Anyway, I'm going to stop doing that because you guys obviously aren't watching the movie and it's you're not finding it as funny as I... Hoped it would be. <laughs> as I know it is. <laughs> so, yeah, the... I think movies have to be... You've got so little time. You're better off... Re, like the way Tarantino does when you take a story and go, what's the best way to tell this story? You don't have to tell the story word for word. You just have to get the points of the story that you're conveying and go, what's the best way to tell it in this much amount of time? It doesn't have to follow the same beats. It doesn't have to do anything similar. It just has to tell the story. Like I just finished the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood audiobook that I mentioned at our production meeting last weekend. Is that any different to the movie? So different. It's so different. I don't want to give any spoilers, but I highly, highly recommend it. And it's a completely different experience with so much extra detail and so much extra stuff. It's almost like the movie was an adaption of the book, which it probably was because, you know, Tarantino always says, oh, I wrote 100 pages about the fucking Vega brothers. You know? Does he... Um... Is it Tarantino? Yeah. No, it's... Book, um, it? What's her name? The girl out of uh, Hateful Eight. Jennifer Jason Lee, and she does a really good job. I've never been a fan of her, but she's incredible. Twelve and a half hours. And how many? Twelve and a half. How many hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At twelve it's and a so half. It's so good. Hours. I want to listen to it again. So it's, so it's, it's a twelve and a half hour movie, basically, no. is what you're saying. No, it, it feels like a novel. It's incredible. He is. It sounds crazy, but there's a possibility. Everyone's raving about this. You can buy this book for twelve dollars at Big W. Like it's only sold as a Pulp Fiction paperback. There's no hardcover that I could find. I bought a copy for my dad. It reads like a novel. It's reminiscent of the open, the first Sherlock Holmes book with the different flashbacks and different things that he does. He could spend the rest of his life just writing books. He's that good. He, I think will, he probably yeah. will after it. Yeah, he'll probably make more money. It's cheaper to write a book. <clears> so cheap. I now want to go and... Um, I want him to do books of all his other movies now and find out all the backstory of all the characters that he obviously wrote. He, he, totally he may man. do it. That'd be like such a cash cow for him, man. Yeah, but not, not just a cash cow. Yeah, from a, a good even idea. if it made no money, once you read the, this book, once you hear this book or read this book, you'd be like, fucking hell, that's insane. Hey, He's it's such 12 a bucks. good writer. It's so cheap. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's 12 bucks. He insisted it was going to be a Pulp Fiction paperback. <laughs> so... Yet it's $33 on Audible. <laughs> but you get it with a credit. Yeah, I just yeah, got it with a credit. Yeah, yeah. So It's worth it. It's so good. There's two reviews on it. Have you written any reviews on it yet, Chris? I just gave it the five stars at the end. I don't like talking about books more than recommending them or not recommending them because I don't want to give spoilers. Someone says, if you enjoyed the movie, you'll love this expansion of the story. Much more in-depth stories for characters. Couldn't put it down. Five out of five. But it's not even in the same order at all. And it glosses over major elements of the story from the movie while completely expanding on parts that weren't even in it. All right, we have a poll. Untitled poll. It's an untitled, yeah. I'm exploring like Zoom's and new functionality. 
that's why I've asked everyone if they're going to buy that. Oh, I think a better if, poll would be concept, which Tarantino book would, movie would you like to see him adapt to book next? Uh, as a concept, that's like amazing. Yeah, like especially after his character-based films, like a fleshing out this story world for um, each of his popular films would be amazing. Well, like, he's already done it too. He said he knows the backstory for every one of his major characters. So it's more that yeah. he had to cut his stories down for movie already. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's kind of like an interesting a reversal of the of the uh, films being adapted from books. But in specific Tarantino, man, you should... Well, totally it's a great thing that. too, be because amazing. he often, you know... Um, what's it saying? Oh, the poll, it's come back. 67% of the people will not buy the book. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Who's Who's not buying the book? 67% There's four of us. How did we get 67%? <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't vote? <laughs> well, but it says... I don't think I voted because I created the poll, so I can't, yeah. Well, I voted I would buy it because I already have. I bought a copy for my dad. It's a really nice little paperback with glossy photos on the front. That's what he said. Three people He said voted. growing up when he wasn't able to see a movie, a movie would be in the theaters, he wasn't able to see it, couldn't afford it or whatever. And he would spend the next two years reading the novel two or three times that came out, adapted by some random person. And then when the movie came out, he knew the story back to front. And he goes, that doesn't happen anymore. There aren't really novelizations of movies. And he goes, I wanted to bring that back. So I thought I'd do it myself by writing it myself of my own book, which is a very cute. Mm. Anyway, what movie of his would you love to see? I mean, Pulp Fiction for sure, man. Like the, the kind of backstory of Vega Brothers, man. Vega Brothers? Mad. Straight up. Vincent Vega and um, Ma- Michael Madsen from Reservoir Dogs is his brother. And obviously Reservoir Dogs. Well, I could even write like a book that actually ties all the backstories yeah. of all these other... Set in his LA. Tarantino LA would be yeah, great yeah. because um, it's the yeah. same world oh, from... Vic, um, Vic Vega. Jackie Brown. Vic Vega and Vincent Vega. Well, you know that Michael Madsen was originally offered the role in Pulp Fiction. He was already doing something else. I know all of that, but what I I thought in Reservoir Dogs, his character was Vincent Vega. But you're you're saying that it's his brother. It's his brother, Tarantino. He goes, I've got a... He thought about making a film with those two or like a, a, a prequel about those two's life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's like such a sweet idea, man. I actually really like that idea of like a, a writer of a movie and novelizing their own film. That's fucking dope. What have you guys been reading lately? I started The Stranger. The Stranger? What's that? Is it The Stranger? No, The Passage. Sorry. The Passage. The, oh, the one the you passage. recommended. Oh, yeah. cool. Have... How far have you got? Uh, about, I'm on chapter two. I need to start it this morning. That starts off with that aid secret agent, right? No, it start, that's the second chapter. It starts off with uh, the lady, abusive husband, prostitutes herself. Oh, fuck. I, I always forget how deep that book goes with all that stuff. My God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which book are you talking about, by the way? And who's the author? Uh, it's called Sorry. The Passage. And 
Chris recommended it as a because I liked The Last of Us, the game. He said, if you like The Last of Us, you should like The Passage. So it's written by Justin Cronin. The epic bestseller. It's really full on. Yeah. It's long as shit too. Definitely epic. Yes. 35 hours. Fuck. Yeah, dude. It's fucking epic. I can't think of a book that's... I know that within the one book is more epic in terms of scale and concept. The Godfather? Mario Puzzo's The Godfather? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know, but that's <laughs> that's like fifty hours, dude. I'm not talking about length. I'm talking about the the world within the book and stuff that goes on. But I don't want to do any spoilers, so I'll wait till we get a bit further into the book. You're saying the um, the mafia underground is not epic in scale. Oh, it's just a couple of um, guinea rats running around uh, New York. Guinness. Just a couple of stinking guinea rats running around New York. Uh, Guineas. Who's the guinea? Is that? I think Irish people. No, no, no. no. Wops. Italians. Italians? What? Wops. It's an old school slander term from the States for Italians, I guess. But I don't really know what it refers to. Is it? What's it a reference? I thought to? Wops was Italian. Guineas is Irish. Well, Wops is just the version of Wog, the Western Oriental person versus gentleman. Yeah, Guineas speaks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We got so, yeah. Everyone loves talking about how racist Australia is, and I'm sure it's it is racist in its own way. But I grew up not knowing any real. I, I fucking feel like I got I got gypped a bit. What do you mean? Is Gypt a reference to gypsies? I don't know. I don't... That's what they say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, I am a racist. Welcome to the... Alf, what's your favourite racist term? Favourite racist term? Yeah, I, like, I have when a you're saying racist... <laughs> <laughs> you just love them all. I we love, love them all. Hey! Equal opportunity hey. racist. I love all racist <laughs> terms. My name is Alf. Are you, are you with us? Are you... I am with you. Because you're with us or against us? As in, like what? Are you a racist? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm trying to spice this up a little bit here. Are you a guinea? Are you a guinea wop? A guinea mix, wop. mix, what mix is, is the Irish. I don't know any Mick. Yeah, but I mean, they're like, oh, your name's Mick. Is that is that insulting? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know a lot about the history of these racisms. I don't know anything about it. Obviously, because um, I just get hard regardless. Alf, what are you reading these days? Okay, so... I'm still slogging through Hyperion. Sorry. Hold on, I just want to close that Sorry. one. So Mick is a masculine given name, usually a short form of Michael. Because of its popularity in Ireland, it is often used in England as a derogatory term for an Irish person or a person of Irish descent. But is Michael an Irish name or is it just popular there is it a Catholic I thought Shane was more Shane and Connor are the the common Irish ones I didn't know Michael was yeah Michael I guess Mick could be I don't know I'm not great with Irish accents I've never really been able to do them without thinking about it you know some accents I can roll off the tongue so WAP is for Italians what is so WAP a racial slur for an Italian or person of Italian heritage 
it comes from it often it, it is often said that this term comes from without papers or working on pavement WOP WOP what what about yeah, a guinea, guinea then what's I don't that know one? what that is uh, cuz i know it's as well godfather he calls her a guinea brat yeah it's italian uh, as well what's it from uh refers to the guinea coast of africa Using this slur is a very offensive way of implying that Italian Americans are of African descent. <laughs> That's so the insult is saying you're probably a little, um, you've got a little bit of like the Moors came over to your coast and got in the bloodstream a bit. Dennis, Dennis so Hopper, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah, all that That's stuff. such a good scene. Which is why the Italians are more attractive Yeah. than the rest of Europe. I love that scene. I could watch it a million times. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's a classic Tarantino scene. Apparently that film, the original script, was out of order like Pulp Fiction. And right. they put it back into chronological order. Which is interesting, but then like someone else had said, if we did get if he did make that one out of order, he probably wouldn't have made Pulp Fiction the way he did. So <clears throat> like he made Kill Bill because he couldn't make um, you know, in Natural Born Killers, the script obviously had the animated section, the black and white section, all of that stuff. He wouldn't have been, wouldn't have done that in Kill Bill if he had done it in um, Natural Born Killers. So, I would like if he did novels of the movies he didn't get to make. Like if he did a true romance novel or a Natural Born Killers novel, that would be insane. I mean, those scripts are in the public, well, like. But he's he's got the backstory of all the stories and the context, Mm -hmm. and he could tell he could do those stories justice finally because those movies are fine and there's a few good scenes in them, but they're not masterpieces in the whole the way a lot of his stuff is. In my in my opinion, like you're saying, Joe, that that Walken scene is great. The Dennis Hopper Crystal Walken Mm -hmm. scene, great scene. The movie lacks yeah, the movie lacks a bit of cohesion. I think overall. Yeah. You're you're in Hyperion, Alf? I am still slogging through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're reading the the physical copy of it? Yes. Yes. Mm. Ralph, can you change the background? (laughs) Normally um Hey, you've got the um What are those videos called again? I mean I've got a piece of shit in my background too, but that's just not an actual piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. The, the funny thing is, I actually deleted and had to download that photo again to do what I just did. For those listening, um, I'm currently at 42 minutes, 43, 44, 45. We're, we're all playing around with our virtual backgrounds. It's probably not... Are you, in, are you in 40 minutes? What, recording? I've, I've, oh, do you? No, not recording. No, 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 I started, no, the, I started the film oh. a bit earlier. You freak me out there for a second. You lost time. So, what do you guys reckon is going to happen over the course of the next week? Do you think that we are going to go into deeper lockdown or that all will be well after seven days? It's a good. Can we just paint the picture for the listener a little bit for people who aren't 100% sure? We're in Canberra, Australia. We've been in our first ever lockdown. We're two or three days in. We had one active case in the community with 3,000 possible contact traces that they needed to do. We've only had. How many more cases were there today? Five in total, so only one. I think total five in total, yeah. 
No, well, it was five yesterday. It was four additional yesterday. So there's been so no that's changed. Yeah, which is good. So we've there's a good chance that we just go out of lockdown next Friday. I'm kind of quietly hoping it's a maximum of uh, two weeks because I've got uh, I've got a gig on that weekend in two weeks. So I'm like, please, at uh, two weeks only. But um, the meeting was at the insane number of um. Our close contacts, it was like a close to 4,000 close contacts. Um, but I don't know, my camera's pretty small. Uh, my prediction is that, oh god, yeah, like between one week Break, and breaking two weeks, news, Alf. This uh, this affects you and I. So, all of regional New South Wales, sorry to interrupt you there, Raf. All, right all of regional New South Wales will be plunged into lockdown from 5 p.m. today as the state continues to grapple with rapidly evolving outbreak of COVID 19. The deputy premier, blah 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 blah. So that includes Queanbeyan, and there's a picture of Queanbeyan there. So well, you know, New South Wales had 466 cases today. I said about five days ago it was going to be up around a yep. thousand. Would be within the fortnight. It yep. may even go higher. Yeah, 466 so. locally acquired, and four more deaths in the state's worst worst day since ever since ever. we started. Yeah, ever. Yeah. A, a woman in a forties. It's almost like they're doing it on purpose. I've heard a lot of um, people hating on the New South Wales state government for not going hard enough mm. early enough. Oh, there's stacks of pressure from the from the, the business sector. Yeah, I mean, in terms of corruption, I'd say, yeah, like, that's a state mm. that's kind of well known for that type of stuff, so it doesn't surprise me in that sense. The... um. Damn, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, it's all a little nuts. So a little crazy. Oh, that's right. That's what I was going to say. The uh, patient zero, who may have not have been patient zero here in Canberra, <coughs> they've released his, his oh, yeah, they details. Did an interview with him, yeah. Is he insane? Oh. Uh, it's because he, uh, he, um, he, he did like an interview with all region media and stuff because everyone was... Um, <laughs> A slagging him saying that he was like a drug <laughs> dealer or something and then and he went to Sydney to get drugs and stuff and he was like nah man this is it basically I did an interview and kind of um, outed himself and said I I'm actually quite sick um I've I've not left a Canberra he actually doesn't know how he got it and he's um and he's a bouncer and he's also a um a Commonwealth games wrestler a wrestler, yeah, uh, from Cameroon. And stuff ah, there, so. that would explain. Um, okay, so he's a good citizen because that would explain the. Um, he's a good citizen, yeah, because everyone went going clubbing all, and then you go to church. Club and then you yeah. go to a church or something. Who was a bouncer, man? Yeah, so yeah. that explains so much of why he was there till four thirty a.m. Yeah, because he was fucking yeah. working. Yeah, and then he got up and went to church to fuck. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> and then he went to the gym. <laughs> that, yeah. Then he went to train. He's like a massive, yeah, he's like a big trainer and stuff. He's, he's huge, yeah. Big ups to him, man. I oh, think for he's getting sure. a lot of um, internet um, internet hate and everyone just is piling on. Apparently he's real, <laughs> he's real big on his... socials. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely... He probably should be, man. He, he probably should like start he a podcast. He started a podcast. It's called um, Bouncing with the Delta. Hey, the, and the exposure list has also been, has grown to 39 locations now in the ACT, but 
just looking at the more so 11th of August you've got Gold Creek School well we knew about that all of all of Mitchell huh all of Mitchell oh no North Canberra Mi- Business Mitchell Centre 54 Vicar Street in Mitchell and then in Cook Companion House oh I see they haven't uh, done I'm still giving it yeah between one and two weeks two weeks you reckon prediction. Uh, between one they and haven't and done an announcement today. I've been checking the news. There's no, there's no announcement of new cases today. <clears throat> what does that mean? Why is there no announcement yet? It's Saturday, man. What day do you off. Mean it's Saturday. Day off. They're, they're like, a day off. They're like, oh, we'll get back What's to this on Monday. Off? We're busy. Oh, I've got to go for a walk. What the fuck else are they doing on Saturday? I think they're just busy a contact the tracing. Fucking Premier and I'm sure Andrew get- Barr is not con- doing the contact tracing. He can make a fucking press announcement. How many new cases are there? I think that info is already out, man. Like, was that like a mid? Really? Man? Where is it? On the internet. Okay, what date is it today? Because I'm typing in Canberra COVID and news. And the only thing coming up... It is Saturday, And the only thing coming up is that story about that dude from Gungarland. There's nothing... Oh, the one, the one saying, stop talking shit about me? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Andrew Barr hasn't made any, any statements. But like I said, man, it's Saturday. Take a day off. Oh, wait. I found an article now. 14th. There's one new case. And we've done 4,500 tests. Um, how has lockdown uh, uh, affected you guys? Uh, can you guys all work and stuff at yeah. home successfully? Yeah. Lockdown is my life. I was since I quit work. Yeah. <laughs> so because of work, uh, stuff that's going on at work right now, we were actually scheduled to work from home all of this this coming week anyway, commencing on Friday. So yep. it makes no difference. It's only going to make a difference if it gets extended by another seven days, which. I think is a possibility for sure. Um, but I reckon they won't unless they absolutely have to just because of businesses. I think they'll keep it as short as they can, but mm. I think that it really is dependent on us having no more cases, isn't it? Like yeah. the fact that one case exactly. put it's us into on, lockdown, yeah. if they get yeah. a case a day for the next week, they're going to keep us in lockdown, right? It also depends on, I mean, if anyone from New South Wales ends up coming in as well, because that's, and they still don't know how this guy actually got it because he didn't leave at Canberra. And I think, I think I was reading that the, that there's a different strain from one of the cases, and so they still don't know actually how it actually got in yet, and they're not focusing on that yet, because like it doesn't matter yet. It's just find everyone, and then later we'll, I will go back and. I can witch hunt the person that brought it Yeah, in. yeah. And publicly... It's probably somebody that went them. skiing and just stopped. I, I just know that if it's a rich white person, they won't say their names. And if it's an ethnic person, they'll, like, destroy them publicly. <laughs> uh, yes, it's true. And considering, yeah, their kind of track record. The track record of human civilization. That rich people get everything and poor people get nothing. 
I wasn't going that far, but well, yeah. that's all it is, right? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so, Joe, how are you finding the passage? Ah, uh, so far, good. Good. Do you like, like the narrator the, Scott Brick? Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he's not bad. <clears throat> he's he's on the Dune one as well. He does he does one of the voices in the original Dune reading, I think. Mm, okay. There's one guy who I swear to God is like in every. He's like the Oscar Isaac of. That's him. That's Scott. Brick. Of Audible, no, it's not. It's not him. It's another voice. Oh, there's another one. But if you look up the the bibliography of Scott Brick, there are. 400 books it's insane he's done so many for all we know it's oscar isaac it's pretty funny that oscar isaac's in june amazon just hired oscar isaac to basically run all of audible for them to, pl- to play the sandworm yeah man for sure with no makeup <laughs> <laughs> you get behind the scene footage and it's just him on a beach rolling around but then you cut to the main frame and with the right lenses, it's just an actual sandworm diving down under the sand and doing all that stuff. <clears throat> like that skit where Michael Caine is like showing a box of sausages to the wrong camera. And he goes, see with that lens, it looks like a box <coughs> of sausages. But over here, it looks like a case of cigars. <laughs> it's the lenses. It's the lenses. <clears throat> um, Raph, what are you reading? I haven't read anything for a while. Um, I've been, as I said, kind of rewatching Star Trek Voyager, um, but I've had no free time because all my free time is just sucked up in kind of music stuff. Um, you've been telling me to read ha- Harry Potter for a while. I'm going to try and start that one, but um, I'm I'm not actually reading anything right now. Harry Potter I haven't yeah I recommended that yesterday and got so excited I started listening to the first one again I fucking love it so much it's so insane how good it is Hong An is um, really into that it's one of those things where the first book is fine second book's fine but by the end of the third one with the world that's being created and the reality is the first three books together are the same length as the fourth and fifth book each so the first three books are kind of the first book yeah, it is one lengthwise, yeah. the first three years of the schooling are basically... And they ramp up because the kids are younger. And as the kids get older, everything gets more serious. So it kind of introduces it very... Mm. Without spoiling anything, the first book, you're like, yeah, okay, it's just a kid's book. The second book, you're like, okay, I know the world now. I know the kids. It builds up a bit. But by the end of the third, you're like, huh. And then as it goes on, I don't want to spoil anything. But even if you've seen the movies or not, it doesn't matter. The stuff that's in the books, you're just like, fucking hell, I can't believe this thing that's that popular is doing all those things that I'm reading here. It just... Yeah. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it when you finally read through the books or listen to the books because you'll be like, fucking hell, that's crazy. I'm so jealous of you guys getting to listen to that or read that for the first time. It's fucking crazy. Anyway. I've been meaning to get into uh, Sarah Douglas, the Serpent, not the Serpent, right? The um, the Dark Glass Mountain trilogy. What's that about? Uh, so, the the first book I read of Sarah Douglas was a, it's called Threshold, yeah. and it's about. Oh man, yeah, yeah I'm a big fan of her, man. Yeah, I remember a, that one. Yeah, like an yeah. Egyptian, 
It's an Egyptian setting with the pyramids and all that, but it has some sci-fi elements to it. Um, and it's like it's really, really good, and it's really immersive. She's an Australian author, so you know, I was trying to support Australian authors. It's so, um, that was one of her kind of unusual books in that it wasn't kind of tied into her established yep. trilogies and stuff. Because I read her first and her second trilogy back in the day, but then I couldn't. I, I couldn't read anything after kind of that. I think I kind of went a bit uh, downhill. But have well, you read Battle Axe? I started, I started I with could, Threshold. Yeah. And oh, then cool. I went okay. on to Battle yeah. Axe. The Battle Axe yep. series. Well, sorry, the, the Axis trilogy, they call it. Uh, and yeah. that was just freaking crazy. It's a very, very esoteric, very weird um, sci-fi uh, slash fantasy world. Um, but very interesting. This takes me... This takes me way back, man. I was reading that shit in high school, like, yeah, like literally 20 years ago. Um, it's very old school, because I think she went, after that phase, Ash kind of went a bit like, uh, she never wrote stuff as kind of hard-hitting and mm, kind of okay. real as that. I think I think she went more in the romance and kind of fantasy adventure right. stuff. Also, she's a, she actually died as well. I, I saw Douglas. Oh, really? Cancer, fucking, I think. Their yeah. work changes yeah. so much when they die. Yeah, like, as she was, um, yeah, she, that was her pen name, but, um, I was a big fan of her back in the day, and she died, I, I think, about f mm. a couple of years ago, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so, I, like, I only recently found out that Threshold continues, so it's like a prequel to the Dark Glass Mountain trilogy. Oh, yeah, I didn't even yeah, know that, man, I that's mad, yeah. Found out oh, wow, so cool. Gonna, I think I'm going to go yep. reading, or, well, like, starting to read that series once I finish Hyperion. Actually, Bert, my brother, I was the first one to read a Battle Axe like years ago, and then he gave mm. it to me. It sucks you in, man. It's crazy. Like, uh, yeah. Yep. Very, very good. I'll have to read that. Um, I think Threshold was like a begging for a movie adaption and stuff. It's like a better version of Stargate mm. in that sense of like bringing in Egyptian stuff and yep, science fiction yep. stuff. Space travel stuff, yeah. It's very, very crazy. Was that TV series any good, Stargate? Because I only yes. ever really, really I used good. to love it, dude. Yeah. So good, so good, especially that first season because the opening, the the opening episode was a two hour long or hour and a half mm. long sequel to the film to start yep. you yep. into the world. It's worth if you watch the original Star Stargate film and then watch the made for TV movie, you'll get a good idea of whether you'll like the series or not. And like every series, there's like an arc of, you know, the first season. There's like 50% of the episodes are good. Second season, 70%. Third season, that's the best season you'll ever get. And 100% of the episodes are good. And then it starts to taper off. So by the <laughs> seventh season, you get about 3% of the episodes are worth watching. And it's usually the big finale. What basically happens? They basically discover the whole network of Stargates around the universe. And the societies and like stuff that's built yeah. around it. Every episode, it's kind of like a quantum leap type thing where they're it's showing like, up yeah, on yeah. different... Every episode, they're going into... A, they're landing on a different planet. And, yep. and there was like so many uh, spin-off uh, series. There's like two three others. Or four yeah, there's after two the others, but one, I've right? never seen those. I just know that the one with MacGyver in it is very good. At the, other ones very are, good. the other ones are good too. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. Discovery and... Uh, not dis is it Discovery? Destiny. Atlantis or something. Yeah, Atlantis, Atlantis as well, yeah. But yep. what's funny now is that if you go back, you know how they got two different actors to play the the um, 
Kurt Russell and the mm. um, what's his name? The Doctor. Um... I forget menu. The guy out of Black Book. What's his blacklist? He's like. In that suitcase, you will find five hundred dollars. Oh, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I suggest yeah, yeah. Uh, James. Yeah. James, fucking. James Spader. James Spader. Yeah, uh, James Spader. Yeah. If yeah. they did it now, yeah, yeah. you'd be able to get those two for the TV series. But at the time, it seemed absurd that a movie mm. actor would ever do TV series. Whereas James mm. Spader's been working on TV series ever since then, essentially. Yeah, yeah. From Boston Legal with um, William Shatner, which is so good. Boston Legal is so fucking good. It shouldn't be good. It's so good. It's the only legal show I really like. Because it's just those two being pieces of shit. Uh, yeah, it would have been interesting. It, I mean, obviously MacGyver's good. But it would have been crazy if they actually got the real actors. Because even the special effects, Joe, are quite good in that, in that first season. The budget tapered off as the series went on. But that first... Um, yeah, I don't, how familiar are you with the first Stargate film? It's been a while since I saw that movie, but I do remember liking it. Kurt Russell. Can we do a commentary for it? We, we could. should do that, actually, yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. The soundtrack is yeah, amazing. It is. Film, it's, what's his name? Is it James <laughs> Horner? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell does the soundtrack. <laughs> he just whistles it. Uh you know what's crazy about Stargate is that the Stargate is it the Raf, can you turn that off? It's fucking my eyes up. Please. I thought the black and white one. No, that movie one is fucking my eyes up. That background is crazy. It's spinning hey, me out. The guy that made that movie, the original Stargate film, so he's making yeah. a new movie called Moonfall, and the basic premise is a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it. Uh, hurling, hurling on a collision course with life as we know it. With mere weeks before the impact and the world on the brink of annihilation, NASA executive and former astronaut Fowler is convinced she has the key to saving us all. And I think that astronaut who has the key to saving us all is Halle Berry. Totally believable. Um, <laughs> the just looking at the cast there. Um, I know, she can't even do, she can't even fucking act, which is her real world job. How is she going to do anything else? These unlikely heroes will mount an impossible hostage mission into space. You know, it would be funny if, if you kept that premise and, and yeah. you hired Halle Berry to act as Halle Berry, who then saves the Earth as Halle Berry. <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> totally believable. Oh, fucking hell. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, so the interest. You know the master. That Sorry, they made a I, He-Man movie in the late eighties, right? Who? The really interesting thing is that Skeletor's throne room, behind Skeletor, is the Stargate. It's the prop ah. from the Stargate. Oh, really? And who they, they ripped off Jodorowsky? <laughs> it's it's from Jodorowsky because oh, Skeletor yeah. puts on the Emperor's outfit <clears throat> later yeah. on, directly from the Mobius thing. All of that stuff. The beginning of the He-Man film is a bunch of Sadakar in the desert fighting. It's all straight out of Jodorowsky's Dune. It's absolutely insane. All of the... Like, they even hired Mobius to touch up some of the artwork and the concepts because they borrowed a lot of their initial designs. If you look up Mobius He-Man, they actually hired him to do a He-Man because they'd already used so much from the films. There's heaps of stuff in it that looks <coughs> like Stargate. Like, the bad guys have those poles that shoot from the end of them. Mm. And the yeah. fact that there's this 
because they travel between Eternia and Earth and they use the Stargate to do it. <laughs> it's like, what? How is that Stargate? And it's like, oh, of course. Of course. Because mm. that was the wormholes. That was how they traveled in, 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 you know, and it looks straight out of the Inkle. Everything, all the artwork, all the design. I don't think I've seen that movie. That's the one with uh, Dolph Lundgren, right? Yeah, it's fucking yeah. terrible. Is because it? they only had the budget it's for a couple bad. of things and then everything else looks like low-budget garbage set in like wow. a US high school. I saw that it's, in, worth, it's worth watching. I saw that in Chile, in Santiago, in the cinema. Oh, really? And I was like five years old. No shit. Yeah. I actually remember it came out, bits I, of it. I remember the, the release date was my birthday, December 10th, 1988, I think, or 89. 87, maybe? I just remember it because it was my birthday. And I loved He-Man. And my dad was like, we're not going to see it on your birthday. <laughs> hey, what would happen if the moon disappeared? What would happen to Earth? Oh, it would be done. It balances the, the, our current... We have evolved within the parameters of the, the way the moon affects our gravity and our everything. So, so it shit would completely would just change. We would all, all... I don't even know how it would work exactly, but it would fuck us up completely. So... Mm, that'd be a good movie. But, yeah. It is because the pull of the moon's gravity on the Earth that holds our planet in place. Without the moon stabilizing our tilt, it is possible that the Earth's tilt could vary wildly. Yeah, it would, yeah. It would move from no tilt, which means no seasons, to a large tilt, which means extreme weather and even ice ages. Yeah, it would completely fuck us up. If an asteroid came through and hit the moon, which was mm. impossible statistically, but could happen, uh, we would be fucked. Pretty much, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you recognize this video I've got? Of course I do. Countries? That's from the Floating Moon Comedy Experience. <laughs> it is, so yeah. Oh, so great. That was such a great night. 160 people in the fucking ANU. How beautiful. How beautiful. That was a good venue. It worked out. Consider if we'd had not enough people, it wouldn't have been as good. But with 160, it worked. Mm. I, reckon, yeah. I reckon if you did a show at... Um, that food court that we went to a couple of weeks ago. That'd be really good too. Oh, uh, yeah, the Verity Lane, Verity Lane Market, Verity Lane, man. Yeah. Yeah. Upstairs is perfect yeah. for that shit, dude. When things open up again. Hook it uh, up, hook it up. I've got to do that, man. I'd like to take this moment to uh, have a word from our sponsors, which is the Chris Marlton Mephisto Waltz Canberra Comedy Festival. I believe all three of you have bought tickets to the show. I don't think I've bought one because I think oh, yeah, I've been working be filming. on that day, filming the actual one. So I don't, I'm not part of that 35 capacity. Yeah, so the good. first show sold out. The second new added show, I know a bunch of people have told me they've bought tickets, but it's still not past 50% capacity because you can see on the website when it goes below 50% le tickets left, it starts showing up how many are left. So I think there's sold maybe 10 or 12 of the second show. When, when did you say that was? In September? The 28th and the 27th of September. Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm. So hopefully we're out of lockdown by then. Or not out and then back in. Hopefully we stay out of lockdown because that would be so shit. Because I've got the show ready to go. Mm. And it's probably right. The material is at a point where I know it off by heart. I did it in Melbourne for two weeks. And if I did it any later than this year, it would feel like I'm sort of doing old stuff. But it's still fresh enough that I can do it now and feel like it's a 
modern show that I can do and feel comfortable with. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it'll be interesting. I'll be happy. I'll be glad. I mean, Raf's already seen the show, but it'll be glad for you guys to see me do a full hour. I'm excited about that. There's a whole bunch of stuff you wouldn't have seen before. So, yeah. So if it goes through. Yeah, hope it happens. Fingers... Well, hope it happens then. It'll get bumped to some point, but. Mm. And Joe, I'm excited about you seeing some of the characters specifically because there's a bunch of them that I know are going to be right up your alley that I haven't really told you about yet because I was waiting for you to see them. Mm. Like, I think you've seen the New York stand-up guy when you came to that Got Beef yes. Yes. show with Which Susie. Which is really good. I think yep. that's the only... Yeah, that's the only one that's got same jokes. Everything else will be stuff that you probably haven't seen. I'm looking forward to it. So... I've got my South African character. I've got my Bogan character. It'll be good. It'll be good. My British rapper. I have a question for you all. I want yeah. to watch a good sci-fi movie tonight. Any recommendations? Like a new sci-fi Code? movie. You've seen Code 46, yeah? Is that the one with Tim Robbins? Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh, Michael Winterbottom, Code 46, watch that. That's uh, fucking great. I, I immediately thought of that one as well. Like, if you've not seen that one, just it's watch it. So it's so good. It's one of my favorite films of all time. But also, you know at the beginning of movies when they tell you stuff on the screen? Do not read what they tell you on the screen. The studio put that on because they thought it would be too hard for people. You are not in that demographic of people who won't understand. Do not read the opening blurb on the screen. It, it spoils the movie. Code 48. I can Six. second that yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's it's on Stan. It, I, I believe it's on. But it's, it's on, on Stan. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes, so check that out and don't read the opening blurb that they put on the screen and don't read any synopsis because all the synopsis is ruin it. It's one of those movies where you need to watch it from scratch, not knowing anything, and just trust Michael Winterbottom and Tim Robbins to lead you through. And it's fucking amazing. I watched it again the other night and I was like, fucking hell! I can't believe this movie isn't as famous as like Blade Runner and all that stuff. It's so good. Code 51. Don't read, don't read the plot. Tomato meter. It actually reminds me of... um, For some reason, it reminds me of a, a Jim yeah. Jarmusch film. It's so... Oh. Um, in terms of it's like slow burn. Um, it reminds me of his, uh, his vampire one, which is um, Only Lovers Left Alive, which has got uh, a similar tone and vibe, but it's, it's a completely oh, different... I fucking love... Yeah. It reminds me a lot of La Moustache, you know, that French film where the guy shaves his moustache off mm-hmm. and the wife pretends he never had a moustache. She goes, what are you talking about? You've never had a moustache. And it's like, what the fuck? That's one of my favorite films too. I fucking love that movie. Um, are there any other sci-fis we could recommend if Joe's not in the mood for Tim Robbins? Although how could you not be in the mood for Tim Robbins? I'm laughing because I'm on Rotten Tomatoes and they've got the best movies of all time based on their tomato meter score. Number one. Yeah. Black Panther, <laughs> Lady Bird, Mission Impossible, oh, wow. Fallout, Black Klansman, Get Out, Mad Max, Spider Man, Moonlight, Wonder Woman is ninth. A Star is Born is tenth. It's terrible. Yeah, but let's just say, let's just oh, wow. establish right now, the tomato meter gives you a positive or a negative. If it's five or more, you get plus, and if it's four or less, you get negative. You get minus. So all of those films just have to have got a fifty-one percent. A five point, a fifty-one out of a hundred as a review, to get you can be a hundred percent fresh with fifty-one percent. It's the worst 
bizarre marketing thing of all time. Rotten Tomatoes is the worst movie review site ever. If I was home alone, I'd watch, I'd watch Blade Runner 2049. But Hong wouldn't want to watch that. Hong, Hong will like Code 46. I'll check it it's out. A, it's not a um, overly... It's a very accessible movie. Have you guys seen A Quiet Place? No. I've seen A Quiet Place. I enjoyed that. I watched the second one last night. Is it good? It's pretty good. I haven't seen the second one yet. Yeah. It's on I heard a review Apple of it. TV. Oh, go on, Joe. It's on Apple TV. I paid my yeah. $6.99 or whatever it was. Rented it. I heard a review where they said the movie, those movies are good the first time, but the second time when you're not as scared and you're thinking about the logistics of it all, you're like, oh, wait, this is impossible. This is so dumb. But it doesn't ruin the first time you see it. Yeah, that, that's probably fair. Yeah. The first one, the concept is, is very unique, very new. So, yeah, it, it's a more entertaining experience. The second one, obviously, it's not a novelty anymore. So, it's still good though. I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys heard of a film coming out called The Green Knight? Oh, yeah, that, that looks interesting it's, too. It actually looks really good, yeah. They've been... They've been comparing it to Excalibur at the 70s version because it's like a proper adult um, fantasy film. But I'm looking forward to that. I think it comes out in a couple of months. Um, There's also an Australian film that I really want to see as well that was coming out at the Melbourne International Film Festival. I can't remember the name, but it's... Is there anything that is on your uh, radar uh, apart from June, obviously? In terms free guy, of a cinema. Free guy, yeah, yeah. Oh, free guy, cool. yeah. I think that's already out, actually. Isn't I'm it? not sure. I think it was supposed to come out this month. I think the last weekend. I could be wrong, but I mean, I it's, guess it's now. come out in the US. I think. I'm not sure about Australia. <clears throat> not like we can go see it, anyways. According True. to Metacritic, the greatest movie of all time is Citizen Kane. The best reviewed movie of all time, yeah? I've never seen Citizen Kane, but I actually got it for $5 on Apple TV to watch at some point. Because I was like, I wonder if it is any fucking good. Because I love Orson Welles. I love his voice. People do say it holds up. It would be curious to see if it's good. It's obviously not as good as Kill Bill or anything like that. Or fucking Maelstrom. Citizen Kane, number two, The Godfather, three... Rear Window, four, Casablanca, five, Boyhood. That's a surprise. Six, Three Colors Red. Yeah. Boyhood, really? Um, Shit. Seven, Vertigo, eight, Notorious, nine, Singing in the Rain, and ten, City Lights. It's amazing how many of those films are not from other countries other than America (laughs) or England. Joe, did you ever watch that Korean film, The Handmaiden? Uh, I did, which was really good. Have any yeah, of you guys great, seen... It? it is a great movie. Pan's Labyrinth? Yes. Yep. I haven't seen Definitely that. Definitely, man, yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it, it yet. I've been meaning to see that. Definitely, Definitely yeah. watch that, man. Also, yeah. Joe, if you liked The Handmaiden, there's a Korean film called Vanishing Time, a sci-fi film. I won't tell you anything about it. Don't look it up because if you know the premise, it changes it. But Vanishing Time is amazing as well, if you can find that. That's newish. I have to download it. It's very new. Yeah, it's okay. A, it's, it's the same year as The Handmaiden. Yep. 
Vanishing Time is incredible. I saw it around the same time that I saw Train to Busan and Handmaiden, and I was like, these fucking Koreans are out of control. All right, so Pan's Labyrinth. Alf, that goes for you too. Korean Vanishing movie. Time. Vanishing Time. But don't look or up what it's 46. about. You just have to watch it. So it'll be one of those three. Raph, we watched Vanishing Time together, didn't we? Did I show you that here, or was that just on my list of things to show you that I haven't got around to yet? What's the... I can't tell you in front of these guys because I don't want to spoil it. It's one of those movies where if you don't know anything about it, you have to sit down and watch it and then when it happens, you go, fucking hell. Like, I don't want to take that away from anyone if they they have it. Because when I saw it in the theatres, I knew nothing about it. And then what happened? I was like, fuck me. Hey, did we watch... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Vanishing Time, A Boy Who Returned. Yeah, don't don't read out any description no, no, of it just or anything. Making yeah. sure that it's the right one. Yeah, it is. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Did Even watch... that name. Yeah, go on, Raf. Go, Joe. No, I was going to ask the Wild Bunch. I think we watched that at your house, but I think it wasn't the Wild Bunch. It was um, the Magnificent Seven that we watched. Yeah, we watched that. At I think house. we watched that on the pro- on the projector. projector. That's such a great movie. It's an awesome movie. When he's like clapping and he's like clap and he catches, he puts the gun up and cat. You know the, you know that that scene when he's testing people and he makes the young guy clap, and he goes clap faster, and he claps, and then he goes do it again, and before he can clap again, Yul Brenner's got his gun between his hands. <laughs> it's fucking insane. He's drawn his gun and pulled it up in front of his hands before he could clap again. I'd be happy to watch a western. If if I don't end up watching a sci-fi tonight. Have you seen, you know, um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid with Paul Newman and Robert Redford? I know it. I haven't seen it there. Oh, dude, if you haven't seen that, it still holds up. It's so good. It's so good. And it's, it, it, ah, if you haven't seen that, it's one of the coolest movies ever. It's written by the guy who wrote The Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. So it's very modern. Yeah. Highly recommend that. It's a, it's a classic. It's right up there with Magnificent Seven and um, Cool Hand Luke. It's probably... Cool Hand Luke's a little more old school than those other two, but um, a little more slower paced. But um, Magni- um, Butch Cassidy's one where I'm like, that's it's like a, a staple. And it's funny. I watched... I downloaded... I got the $5 version of it on um, iTunes because there was like four hours of special features and documentaries. Actually, I won't mention any of it now because it's very spoilerish. But I would like to talk about it again on a podcast after people have watched it. Raf, Alf, have you seen uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? No. Highly recommended. Nope. But I was going to mention some spins on on kind of classic westerns, like a couple of Australian ones. Yeah, that like Nick Cave has been involved with are actually that's really my favorite good. Guy Pearce film, I think. And. And also the uh, Jim Jarmusch film Dead Man is a good spin on the good old yeah. Western as well. Oh, what's his face? Ray Winston. When you cast him properly, he's in the proposition. He's freaking awesome. Yeah. And he's definitely he's very so good, good in the proposition. proposition. Yeah. Have you seen Last Orders with Michael Caine and yes. Bob Hoskins and Ray Winston? Yep. How good is that? It's I very fucking good. love that. Rafa, you've watched that over here, right? Uh, Last Orders, yeah, it's mad, like, yeah. What That's does crazy. scatter mean? What does it mean? So good. Have you seen... um... Go well. Go Joe. Go Joe. Nice. Sexy Beast. I've got a copy of it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it. That's a good movie. It's on my list. 
Any I watched a movie with uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a movie <laughs> with uh, Nicolas Cage <laughs> called <laughs> Pig. Oh, I've heard about that one. It's Apparently, good. it's pretty Very good. Um, I actually is that out publicly, or do you have to? No. No, it's not. It's not, not streaming. Not streaming. Doing something yet, illegal. But I did watch it. I illegal Alf. Alf. That's his name. Shit! Illegal Alf. I, I got you a motherfucker. I got a, uh, a screen from the studios. Yeah. A screen copy. Yep. Are you on the panel? Are you? Hold are you down. one of the I, voters? Oh, you can't say. You can't say. You can't say. You can't say. Change the subject. Alf can't say whether he's one on the panel. He's I, on the I panel. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Yeah, I reckon Butch Cassidy or Code 46 Joe are absolute treats that both of you, you'd feel spoilt to watch either of them. And I'm jealous that you'll get to experience them for the first time. Butch Cassidy or, or Code, Code 46. 46. Code 46 is my pick because it's a sci-fi and you did mention sci-fi. But if you haven't seen Butch Cassidy, Paul Newman, seeing a young Robert Redford in his prime, in his best ever role, and Paul Newman just being fucking Mr. Paul Newman... And also, I guess, talking about spins on the Western, at the time, it's been copied a lot since, but at the time, everyone was like, I can't believe you're doing a film with this structure as a traditional Western. The studios were like, what the fuck? Anyway, I won't ruin it anymore. I've already ruined it by saying that it's got an unconventional structure, but... All right. Well, that gives me a couple of options. Let's see what the wife says. Guys, I'm getting super Which hungry, man. I need to go have I have my lunch. I haven't had my lunch yet. It's 4 p.m. I'm hungry. Go, go, go. I had uh, lunch literally in the five well, minutes before we started. How does the proposal podcast. sound that we keep going while you go get some food, Joe, and you just come back and listen and eat, and then, or do you want to do you want to stop? Uh, I I want to stop. Otherwise, I might be able to sit down and actually enjoy my meal properly. Okay. So, are we going to... Um, when's the next one of these? I'm happy to keep going. Well, you, if you guys want. You guys can keep going because I can just hit stop on my audio and then they all start at the same time so I can just mm. link them all together. Okay. Fine. I'm happy to keep going. All right. Although, I did want to talk to you about Metroid as well, Joe. So, um, I'll save well, some of that. Well, it's on pre-order. Well, why don't we do the next one like oh, uh, tomorrow or Monday? Tomorrow, I'm going to be on... Uh, like live radio between 3 and 4 p.m. So if it's uh, uh, before or after that, I'm all good. Evening's probably good. I'm all on Monday. I can't do too late. What's too late? Oh, it just depends what time. What time were you thinking for evening? Five? Yeah, five. Five tomorrow. Five it is, yep. if everyone's happy with that. Beautiful. Sweet. Rough. Five is good. Yep, I'll be um, I'll be back at home. Okay, let's say five five thirty. Be so back can, at home yeah. by five. Oh, uh, we'll aim for five. Yep, yep. Aim for five, and then when it gets bumped to a bit later because we're all fucking idiots. Um, and by all I mean me. Then we'll um, <laughs> we'll start at five thirty. All right, all good. Cool. Um, all right. Well, you, um, you guys going to keep going listening. or? Um, oh, no? we'll go for a little bit longer, but. All right. Oh, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. I have all these subjects to talk about, but they all involve you as well. So I don't want to... We'll keep going so we can talk shit about Joe and then he can listen in afterwards. That sounds good. Give him a reason to listen. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Upload him up onto the usual.